Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. I'm Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today. Uh, we're looking at what people refer to as the doctrine of the Trinity, which sounds like such a profound, deep thing, you know, <laughs> and it really is. It really is. But sometimes we give these labels to things and and it becomes somewhat frightening to people and somewhat uh, it puts them off because the enemy will come in and say, oh, you're too dumb. You're too stupid. You can't understand these things. And then he'll bring confusion. All we need to do, folks, is examine the Word of God. Just stick with what the Word says, and He gives us everything that we need. What we saw in the previous episode was that in 1 John 5, the Lord gives us tremendous insight about His divine nature, who He is. And we're going to look at several other Scripture passages, but I wanted to start with this one because I wanted us to see that sometimes, depending upon the translation, you can have different interpretations. So it's uh, really, really important for us to uh, see what the truth of the word of the Lord is. So here's what 1 John 5, 7 says in the King James Version. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. We know that the Word is the Lord Jesus Christ because John in his writings refers to Lord Jesus Christ as the word we see in the Gospel of John. Um, so now listen to verse 8 in the King James. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the spirit and the water and the blood. And these three agree in one. And so you see that there's two testimonies. There's a, a bearing a witness, a record, a testimony in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one, and there are three that bear witness in the earth, the spirit, the water, and the blood, and these three agree in one. Now, I'm going to pick up, and I want to read uh, probably well several more verses right here because I just want us to see what the whole point is that the Lord was speaking to us because he's showing us uh, about the very nature of himself, and there's a great word uh, that refers to this. Okay, there's a word that describes it in the English language. You don't see it here in First John, but we'll see it later over in Acts and in uh, uh, Romans and uh, another passage or two. And it's the word Godhead. Godhead. You don't see it in the contemporary modern translations. You usually see something along the line of divine nature. Well, that's okay if you know what's being spoken about. Okay, if you know what's being addressed. So anyway, verse 9 says this, If we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater. For the testimony of God is this, that he has testified concerning his son. So he's saying that Father God himself has testified concerning the Lord Jesus Christ, his son. Verse 10, The one who believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. Now I'm reading from the New American Translation now. We have that testimony within us when we believe the Son of God. The one who does not believe God has made him, meaning God, a liar because he has not believed in the testimony that God has given 
concerning his son. And so if one does not believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is Messiah, if he does not believe that he's a Savior, if he rejects him, he's making God out to be a liar. Verse 11 says this, and this is 1 John 5, and the testimony is this, that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. So what is the testimony that the Father is given through His Son? It's real simple, that the Lord has granted eternal life, and this life is in His Son. Now, all people are going to exist for eternity. All people will exist. Now, think about this. It's whether you will have eternal life or if you'll be experiencing eternal death. The eternal death is not something where you're unconscious. It's something no, 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 no. Eternal death is when you're in the lake of fire. Eternal death is when you're being gnawed at by the worms for all eternity. Eternal death is when you're all alone, and yet you're pressed in by millions and billions of demonic presences, okay? That's eternal death. It is existence, but it's dying without dying. What it's saying here is the testimony is that God has given us eternal life, and it is in his son. Verse 12, he who has the son has the life. He who does not have the son of God does not have the life. Couldn't be much plainer, could it? Couldn't be much plainer. And you say, well, I wonder why John was writing this. Again, he was at the end of his life. He was writing to uh, the body of Christ who, who dearly beloved. He called them little children all the way through this letter. Well, here's the reason that he wrote. Listen to verse 13. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. Okay, so he's writing to believers. He said, I'm writing to the ones who actually do believe. And here's why. So that you may know that you have eternal life. I love that. <laughs> Quite often you, you read something in Scripture and you think, now why in the world did he write this? Here we know exactly that you may know that you have eternal life. And, and I love the idea that he is uh, expressing this and is showing that we must know uh, the true nature of God. Okay, the true nature of God. Now, let me, I'm going to read three more verses. And these three verses, we're actually going to chase around a little bit in the next couple of episodes to gain understanding about this whole thing of Godhead. Uh, the first one is out of uh, Acts 17, verse 29. And it says this, for as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone graven by art and man's device. Now, that's a really interesting little verse. And when you see the context, we'll look at it in the next episode. When you see who's speaking, when you see who he's speaking to, when you see what the motivation is and why he's speaking and why he's saying these things, it, it, it's going to bring you such illumination. So he said, the Godhead is not like gold, silver, stone, or art. Romans 1, verse 20, the first chapter of Romans is probably one of my top three favorite portions of the Word of God because of what it tells us. Romans 1, 20 says this. Now listen carefully. This is profound. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without 
excuse. Now, let me read that again and tell you who he's talking about. The invisible things of him, the him is God. So Paul is writing to the Romans and he says, the invisible things of God from the creation of the world, from the very beginning of creation, Paul acknowledges that God created. But the invisible things of God, okay, the invisible things of God are clearly seen and they're understood. Notice this. They're clearly seen. The things that are invisible are clearly seen. Just think about that phrase. <laughs> the things that are invisible from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made. Creation reveals to us, is what he's being said here. The creation itself testifies and gives us understanding about the very nature of God and the things not seen. How do I know he's talking about the nature of God? The next part of the phrase, even his eternal power and Godhead, Godhead, the very nature of who God is so that they are without excuse. And we'll look at that later in the context and see who it is. Then one last verse, Colossians 2, 9, and it says this, for in him, and is speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. All the fullness of the Godhead bodily. The fullness of God, Father, Son, and Spirit dwell in Lord Jesus Christ. Amazing, amazing truths right here. Tell you what, my time is up, so hang with us. We're going to see more and more. Check out these passages. That's Colossians 2, Romans 1, and Acts 17. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.